podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. It's a big day, Sam. The prices are starting to trickle through. We've had some Arsenal prices. We're going to loads talk about of those. Arsenal prices. Loads of Arsenal prices. Not the one that anyone wanted. Not the Gabriel Jesus <laughs> price. But uh, there's some very yeah some some interest in likes of Saka. Uh, ben White is causing a bit of a stir. The price on him uh, and some of the other guys. So we will talk through those. Uh, I've got some tools from the Fantasy Football Scout members area where we can compare some of the players, see if there's any bargains in the Arsenal side. And yeah, if anyone in the chat wants to chat about other teams that they think are going to come today or other players and they want us to predict the price on those, drop those in as well. And we'll just have a, a general friendly bit of banter about what's going on. It's a fun day. It's like it's a bit like Christmas, right? Yeah, it's something like, you know, when you wake up on your birthday and suddenly it's like, oh, here's a present and you go, oh, exciting. And then when you get inside it, it's actually like, oh, actually, it's even more exciting than just opening the present because now I get to like actually think about which of these players I want. And actually, from Arsenal, it's quite a few. I think it nice says prices. a lot about the quality of presence Lee gets you. If, uh, <laughs> 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 if it feels like that. But anyway, uh, moving on. Um, so let's go through some of the prices that we've had uh, already. Obviously, the big one uh, coming in uh, was Saka. He came in at eight million, which I think was about what we all thought he would he would come in at. He was six five last season. That's gone up to eight this season. I mean, it's reflective of, of a brilliant season for him. Eight million though, that puts him in a different bracket now. He's not a budget a budget midfielder. Arsenal have got some good fixtures. What do you reckon? Will you be going there to start the season? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean I think okay, I think I think that there is there's I mean, I look at this I mean, I guess it's hard, isn't it? Because you're just doing it on one team and one team's worth of prices. So you kind of look around and you go, I think that when we had the Arsenal fixtures, when we did that stream all those weeks ago or when I did it with Johnny and we were talking about fixtures, you were kind of going, well, there's some certain teams that you want to target and Arsenal were definitely high up on that list of teams that you would want to invest in. And then you get the prices this morning. And because we've got more than like, you know, when, when you sort of go, oh, might it be price reveal time soon? And then when FPL tweeted this morning and said, would you like some prices? I was like, oh, we maybe we're going to get one or two per, per club. Mm. Instead, we've got like half well most of the Arsenal squad here so now you can kind of go well there's a number of players in there that I think could be really good value for money and because none of them are that expensive you could you could in theory go treble up on Arsenal and you could go with Saka and get somebody like Erdegaard as well as having a defender in there as well and you've not spent a lot of budget so that's why I, I can see myself going in on Arsenal to start the season. Good, yeah. And I mean, I think this kind of um, price is indicative of, of a lot of, you know, some of the other players around this bracket. I mean, you know, we're, we're going to see, I think last season we talked about the fact that we, we didn't really have um, um, type players. This season, I think we're going to see a lot of, of players falling into the 8 million bracket. We're going to have Saka, like Kulazewski, probably someone like Foden um, as well. Looking at Chelsea, I mean, Mount might go up to 8-5, something like that. But I think we're going to we're going to see a lot more players in that bracket and they're a hard they're a hard team to base your sort of transfers and things on or your squad because they kind of sit in that middle between the premium and the budget and it means you've kind of either mm. got to have you know more budget players or less premium players or something to be able to fit them in so i mean i, th I think sack is a reason. i think the price is, is absolutely bang on i think he i think eight million is exactly what i do i think eight's I mean, really fair mm. Mm. yeah i think it's it a is. really fair price for Saka. i mean go on 
I was going to say Arsenal, Arsenal's fixtures, Crystal Palace away and then Leicester at home. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not too enamoured by those. I think Palace away is obviously tough. Leicester, I'm expecting to be better next season. But then they have Bournemouth away and Fulham at home. So two promoted teams in, in three and four. If Saka starts off well, if Arsenal start off well in those first two games, I think we're going to see a lot of investment for him. Yeah, I mean, I just think that Arsenal started the season last year really badly. They will want to get away from that. I mean, the loss to Brentford on the opening day of the season, and then it went really rapidly downhill for a while, didn't it, for them? And I think that this season they will want to improve. Um, So far, they... You know, the price, the prices, I look at them and I think Crystal Palace, Arsenal should be able to beat Crystal Palace on the opening mm. day of the season. They, they, you know, there should be goals in that game. And when you look at the Arsenal team, if there's going to be goals, then Saka is surely going to be part of that, as we saw throughout most of the 21-22 season. You know, Saka was a fantastic asset for a large chunk of last season. And, and I think that will continue into this year. So at 8 million, he's sitting in that price point where I think, you know, if you, when you're setting up your budget and your team for game week one, you're going to want people in and around that position because they're the ones that you're going to be moving around the most probably over the course of the season. Mm. And I think he might be one to go with because those Arsenal fixtures, all right, there's Leicester in game week two, but we never really know what we're going to do, going to get with Leicester. They can be really good and they can be really terrible. It, it's kind of remains to see, I guess, how they go in the transfer window, who, if anybody, they sign, who stays, who goes. And then, of course, what their pre-season form looks like. But I can see Arsenal starting this season really well. And, and going in with Saka now means that if you do then want to move to any of the Arsenal players, then it's it's a downgrade in terms of budget mm. rather than trying to find additional money. Like if suddenly Erdegaard is the one that you really want to own, then you're going to save yourself, what, 1.5 million rather than having to find 1.5 million. Yep. I think there's there's two kind of key bits of, of information that, that we've got now, um, or well, one that we have and one that we don't have actually. I mean, firstly, it's it's who gets pens for for Arsenal because Saka was taking them a bit last season, yeah. And then Martinelli took the one on the final day, and you know we're going to talk about Martinelli in a bit. But if he's cheaper and on pens and and starting, then that mm-hmm. might be a bit of a money you can save. I think one one big bonus for Saka though is uh, this Richarlison signing for for Spurs because I think that massively dents Kulusevski's appeal who is going to be around i imagine the same price as, as saka seven five eight million something like that i'm i mean surely he gets less game time now because it's going to be a front three of of son richarlison and, and kane right i don't see it so we sort of had this conversation a little bit this morning when because I, I i'm not the spurs found him he's not 100 sold out i find this one a really interesting transfer that we've made i don't think it affects kudasevsky's minutes too much i think you know generally speaking they they play in different areas. Kulisevki can also play in that wing-back role, which we never really saw that much of him do last season. So the way, that, and the, with the way that Conte likes to play the wing-back system, he he could move around and play in different positions. I think Richarlison could, you know, we could see him... It, Conte likes to have a couple of players per position. He likes to move players around. He likes to rotate. He likes to have flexibility, particularly around, you know, bigger competitions, you know, the Champions League, the FA Cup, the League Cup, when they all come into force once the season's underway, then then that's going to have an impact. So I'm not sure. I, I think I think for me, Saka had a consistently good season last season. Even when Arsenal weren't great, he was still great. And that's what makes me kind of think he would probably be one of the players that I'm going to want to own. And he could be a player that if you don't own early on, might be a struggle to get to. Because like you say, if there's other players that come in and around, and there will be other players that come in the game around 8 million, 
and you go with one of them instead and then they start performing as well it's going to be hard to have a lot of those kind of players in the middle of the park um but my, I mean, my, my, my point on Kulusevski is exactly what you say, because if we're if we're not sure how Spurs are going to set up, we're thinking that Kulusevski could be pushed back to a wing back role or something or that his place maybe isn't OK. Maybe maybe he still plays a lot of minutes, but maybe there is more subs because they've got more options. Saka is on the level of like Son and Kane, right, in terms of minutes. There's no way Arteta's going to experiment with with Saka. He is that <laughs> no. right sided forward player. So for eight million, I think now if if it was a straight up swap between Kulusevski and Saka and they're both playing every game in their favourite position, I think I'd still go Kulusevski. But now I think there's just enough doubt around that to make Saka the, the more appealing pick. So I think if I'm going to pick one now, I'd, I'd go for Saka. He, he might he might actually end up in my game week one side, which I hadn't really thought about before. Yeah. See, I mean, I must admit, when that tweet came out this morning, and because he, he was obviously the first on the little video uh, that played through, I was like, yeah, loving that as a price. That's really nice. Like, I think... I sort of expected that he, they might price him because I was expecting him to be the most expensive Arsenal player. I wondered if they might push him up a little bit further to have, I mean, I know that obviously we've potentially got the Jesus um, carrot to add into this as well, but leaving him aside for now, because Saka is the most expensive one in that Arsenal team that we've seen so far, it, I wondered whether we might get a little bit more on his price. Um, but I think eight is really fair. I think mm. it's a really nice price for the Premier League. And I think it's made him a player that I've now gone, yep, I was already going to target Arsenal anyway, because I like the fixtures the way that they are to start the season. But now I'm looking at that price thinking, I can see me having definitely Saka, probably at least one of the defenders as well. Yep. Saka will 100% be a factor <clears throat> for us. That's yeah. what we want. That's what we want. We, we want the prices to come in and, and make us consider players. If they priced him at nine or something, which I'm not saying they would have yeah. done, but if they had done, then I think, you know, no one's really going there. But at eight, I think we're going to see some some investment. Um, mm -hmm. Just for, just so everyone knows, I'm playing around with a new um, subscribe graphic. Uh, I, haven't quite <laughs> nailed, I haven't quite nailed it yet. So if you see some weird things flashing on the screen, um, that's why. There's also some new lobby music as well. So if you liked that, uh, let me know in the comments or in the chat um, too. Actually, let's try the subscribe graphic again, see if that works. Oh gosh! Oh god! It's the whole, the whole, the whole stream breaks. It didn't didn't work. It's fine. It didn't if work. You, if you're enjoying the stream, like and subscribe. There we go. I'll sort. I'll sort. <laughs> I will sort that graphic out. It's 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 new. Um, okay. Next is Odegaard. Then Odegaard's coming at six five, mm. which is you know um, a, a million price hike on him. He was a funny player last season because he was brilliant for Arsenal, but. Never really kind of, I think some people had him and, and did quite well from him in, in spells, but he was kind of always the assister of the assister, wasn't he? Always playing quite deep, mm -hmm. creating lots of chances. They didn't have anyone to convert them because uh, Lacazette was was up front, bless him. Uh, you've got to think they're <laughs> going to be a bit more potent next season, you know, with with Marcelli coming, um, you know, having such a good strong uh, end of the season with Jesus mm -hmm. coming in um, as well. They've got options now too. So 6-5 for Odegaard, what do you reckon? I don't I think it's quite a nice price again. I, I don't think it's would I have been surprised to see him at six? No. Would I have been happier with him at six? Probably. But I don't think it's I don't think it's too much money for Odegaard. Like you said, in, in Spurts last season, he was excellent. And had had Arsenal had somebody that finished the ball really well for the majority of last season, I think Odegaard would have scored a hell of a lot more points than he did during 21-22. So 
at 6.5 with a proper forward up top finishing the crosses that he's putting in and by proper I mean a forward that's actually interested in being there and wants to score goals and 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 you know be a regular part of the starting 11 then I think Erdegaard could be a really nice cheap option I don't think he's going to be somebody that you'll invest in for game week one for me Saka is somebody you can invest in for game week one but Erdegaard is probably somebody that I would wait till game week three and see how he plays and see how Arsenal play through the Crystal Palace and Leicester games. And then depending upon the kind of areas of the pitch that he's playing in, the crosses that he's putting in, whether those crosses are being um, finished and are you know are going well for Arsenal, then he could be a really good option in at 6.5 at that moment because then the Arsenal pitches are nice for, for a period after that, as you say, with the, with the newly promoted side. So, for me, Erdegaard, nice price. Wait until game week three. Let's see how Arsenal start. Yep. It's going to be interesting with um, with Vieira as well. Because yes. <clears throat> obviously Vieira and, and Jesus are going to shake up that kind of front line a bit. And, and Vieira's a, an eight, like a, a kind of out eight. Odegaard mm-hmm. can also play in that, can also play in the 10. I think they're both going to switch around yep. quite a lot and create this kind of fluid system where one comes forward, one drops, one drops and one goes forward. You know, that, that kind of thing. So I kind of don't really know if that, I, I still I still look at Odegaard and think if he's going to be playing deep and spraying passes around, he's not that kind of box-to-box midfield that we've seen from like Ramsey no. or Torre in that kind of eight role. So I I don't think Odegaard is, is going to be a factor for us at the moment, but we'll just see how his position changes and, and see what yeah. he does in the season. A really talented player. And if he can mm-hmm. get a, and if he can get a player sort of converting his his chances that he creates, then maybe he will be a factor. But he's a wait and yeah. see for me. Yeah, I agree. I think so. Uh, another position then, and I got the, I got the, I got the thing working. Look, here we go. One, two. Three. Oh, is it working? Oh, yeah, look at that. Beautiful. Oh, some tech is working. Tech is working. <laughs> it's quite cool. It's quite cool. It's quite cool that that little distraction. We should, we should have had one. Um, so pleased at yourself, aren't you? I am pleased at myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I got that working. Got it. When, when you get things working live on the stream, it, it does feel a bit more. Special because, like you say, you could just break the whole thing. <laughs> a bit like I did during the oh, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, Ramsdale's <laughs> next, so he's had a price hike. Uh, I think we're all expecting that. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he was absolutely incredible for what two thirds of the season, and then absolutely awful. The worst <laughs> goalkeeper you could have owned for the for the last part of the season. Yes, um, he was. Yeah, he has, but he's gone up. He's gone up to five million. Uh, Arsenal, Europe now. Oh, I don't know. And there's, and we're going to talk about some of their cheaper defenders as well. I can't see myself paying five million for for Ramsdale. Right. I never like paying five million for a goalkeeper anyway. I think it's probably the right <laughs> price for him. Cheapskate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am. Yeah. I mean, well, it's it's either it's either two four fives, isn't it? Or you just go with a four five and a four. As soon as you start paying five five five, it's you always whenever you're like point five short of a transfer, you always it's think, the goalie. Oh, I wish that goalkeeper was was a little bit cheaper. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I agree with you actually for fully on this one. I think Ramsdale, had he been four five, then there's a conversation to be had. Mm. But because of the way that Tommy Asu and White have been priced, and actually when you look at even the the, um, pri- the players that have been priced alongside Ramsdale in that five million bracket, so Gabe Gabriel. Um, Tierney, for example, you look at them and you go, well, there's some, particularly with Tierney, you've got some real attacking, you've got some attacking threats that you can get out of those players. So would I rather have Ramsdale at five or one of the defenders at five, knowing that the defenders could 
give you something more. I mean, yes, okay, Ramsdale could get save points and, and that sort of thing, but I, I don't think he's worth it at five. I think I'd rather go with the defenders, knowing that I can either save a little bit of money there and go with one of the 4.5 ones, or I can spend the same and have some additional threat coming from them. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, it's it's kind of it's a shame when you get when you get a, a price hike for a goalkeeper like this. Mm. But at the same time, I have I don't feel as strong. Like you look at like um, Martinez last season when he went up to like five five or Pope at five five. I would expect those both to come down to five as well because then they ha they didn't hit those like hundred and eighty hundred ninety no, point seasons. So you're comparing Ramsdale to quite a a good crop of, of five million goalkeepers mm. as well. As you said, he did have a good season. I forget the last mm. few weeks when he wasn't very good, but for the majority of last season, he was really good. So he deserves to go up in price on that basis that, you know, he, he performed well. Yeah. There was a lot of FPL points. There was a lot of save points. And I think had he gone in at 4.5, he would have been one of those players where everyone would have gone, oh, that's a bargain, I'm going there. And yeah. it, it kind of would have made everybody start the season with Ramsdale as one of their goalkeepers whereas now he's five you're gonna to have to give it some serious thought as to whether it's worth the additional 5.5 on top of um whoever comes in the game at 4.5 because there will be some 4.5 yeah. goalkeepers there always is so it's just working out whether it's worth it and I I don't think he's worth it particularly when you compare him to his defensive teammates no and I, I think you can't you can't price Ramsdale the same price as like the Nottingham Forest goalkeeper. Like it's an Arsenal goalkeeper at the end of the day. So you can't. He came in at four or five last season because he was expected to be back up to to Leno. And I think they probably yeah. got that. They probably got that wrong um, because it was nice know, though, wasn't it? Why it, it was, lasted? It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> except, for, except for the people who didn't own him and, and got burnt by him every week. Uh, uh, I, I think there'll be another four or five goalkeeper that emerges. There always is. There always is. Yeah. One. So I think Ramsdale's probably uh, on the shelf. Uh, right. <clears throat> poor old Ramsdale. Poor old Ramsdale. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. <laughs> so, so we've got some other players here and there's some interesting ones here. Um, I'll just read through them and then we can discuss uh, some of them. So in defence, you've got Tomiyasu and Ben White, both at 4-5. I was mm. definitely expecting them to, to go up to, mm -hmm. to 5. Uh, I think White at 4-5 is, is, could be a, a steal again. Um, Gabriel's at 5, more goal threat than Ben White but obviously 0.5 more. Um, and you've got Tierney at five. Everyone go, every, everyone either gets Tierney and he gets injured and you get really annoyed or everyone <laughs> really wants Tierney and, and he does really well. I, yeah. I, does anyone actually own Tierney and he does well for them? I very rarely see that. Um, he, he seems to deliver on t at times when you don't expect it and, and mm -hmm. yeah, and, and doesn't and gets injured when you, when you really need him. Um, Another couple of interesting ones here. I mean, Martinelli, I think, is, is the most interesting one. Uh, he's at six million. So not a huge price hike for him at all. Mm. I would definitely have thought he'd come in at the same price as at least Odegaard at 6.5. Um, I mean, that's two million savings on, on Saka, for example. Again, we're not yeah, entirely but... sure how his role's gonna going to change. I, mm -hmm. I, think he's, I think he starts for Arsenal. Not a fan? I, uh, I don't know. You see, because I, 
I, I just, I, I am a fan. Look, I think he's good. He's a, he's a good, talented player. I just think that you just don't really know, do you, with Martinelli? Like, is he going to definitely start? Could he get benched sometimes? How in the new system is he going to work? Where are they going to put him? Um, is there going to be some rotation around in those play- like it's all a bit up in the air with Arsenal that's how I feel about Arsenal at the moment it's all a bit up in the air with those attacking players um and so for me he Saka's worth the extra two million over him mm. I, I think he's worth paying extra for and it goes back to I guess what we were just saying about the defense so I think you're right about Tierney like I can see me putting Tierney in in my draft, my first draft, when the game eventually goes live, I can see me going right Tierney and then getting to the end of building that squad and going, oh, I'm point five short, Tierney becomes white. And I think that will happen for a lot of managers over the course of the season once the game is live before game week one happens. I think there'll probably be a lot of players trying to work out how you go with slightly more attacking Arsenal defenders only to end up with Ben White because at 4.5, that is... (laughs) perfect because it's perfect you can bench him in the harder games you can play him in all the nice games 4.5 is a lovely price for him um so but I think with the forwards it's kind of the other way around like I could see me kind of thinking well could I save some money going with Martinelli instead of Saka and yes you can I suppose but I just think Saka over the course of the season will be worth the additional money and so if you're going to double up then fine but if you're going to go with just one or the other then for me it would be Saka even at two million more yeah I mean as Jack Ambler says in the chat I think what they've done is they've they've priced Saka at eight because they know you know he's going to start and then they've kind of just put everyone else in the kind of six six five bracket because we're just not sure who's who's going to play um, yeah, because Smith Rose are the same, right? And if Smith Rose suddenly gets game tight, exactly. I actually owned him for a large percentage of last season, and he was great at the points where I owned him because mm. he just kept coming off the bench and scoring goals. And I was like, well, this is nice because I, you know, even if you don't play, I don't at that price, I don't really mind too much if you don't get loads of game time. But if you want to come off the bench and score a goal, fine. But so there's this kind of situation at Arsenal where who from these midfielders is going to play? How are they going to play? Are they going to be regularly starting? So all of that stuff, I think, just needs a needs a pre-season watch, I guess, to see what we're getting consistently out of Arteta and Arsenal. But It's also a, a different landscape next season with the five subs. Yes. Because it, in, in, some, in some ways, it makes someone like Martinelli maybe a bit more attractive because you think he's probably almost certainly going to get minutes in, in every game. Whether he starts or not, I mean, he might yeah. be subbed off at sixty. He might come on and get thirty. But I, I would expect him probably to play more next season than he did last season. But at the same yeah. time, you're then having a player in who is a rotation risk. It's hard. It's really hard to judge. I think the first few weeks, seeing how managers use the subs, is going to be really interesting. But I think that's where Saka comes in because he's just going to play pretty much every game. Yeah, and obviously this season Arsenal got um, some European football as well, which we didn't have to contend with last season from them. So in terms of rotation and stuff around other competitions, there was less of it. Now this season, obviously, they've got the Europa League, plus they've got the five sub rules. We could see more shifting around in these positions. But what you've said about Saka for me is 100% accurate. He's going to be the one that starts and therefore is worth the additional money. You might get 50 minutes, 40 minutes out of Martinelli in some games and then 60, 70 in another, depending upon what else is happening that week when the European competitions start and all of that good stuff. So worth the extra for Saka for me. But if you do want to double up, then there's enough value in the other Arsenal midfielders that you could have two of them. 
Absolutely. Um, just before we move on to the other the defence, I think we'll talk about. Um, this is from Fantasy Football Scout. This is the members area. Um, this is a comparison tool. So I love the comparison tool. It's my favourite feature in, in, in on the Scout. <laughs> uh, and, it's, and, it, and I use it basically exactly for, for moments like this. When you're looking at players like Saka, Odegaard and uh, Martinelli, and you're trying to decide which ones to bring in and whether you can make the kind of, you know, the mm-hmm. savings on Martinelli. Um, so this is from this is from the members area. Um, just a reminder that you can sign up to Scout at the moment uh, for last season's prices and lock that price in. Uh, There's only a, a week or so left before you can do that and then the price is going up. So if you are interested in uh, any of these tools and sort of becoming a better FPL manager uh, next season, then go over to the site, fantasyfootballscout.co.uk and sign up. Uh, you can do things like this. So this here I've just put in Saka, Odegaard and Marcinelli. Um, at the moment, I'm just looking at all matches, I'm not looking at averages, so this is just their basic basic stats across the season. So you've got a, a chart here which kind of shows you in visual terms who's who's the best. You can see Odegaard here for things like baseline bonus and chance created is, is massively higher. Look at Marcelli's big chances, though, like superior to, to the others. Um, but then you can look at Saka and he's just superior basically everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the, the kind of the key fantasy stats, uh, time played here. So obviously Saka played the most minutes. He featured in every game, all 38. Odegaard featured in the 36. Marcelli still featured in 29 games, though. Mm. And I only really saw him breaking into the team sort of, you know, sort of, well, halfway through the season or, or a bit less than that. But when he, he was yeah. featuring, he featuring a little bit before that, he had the injury, came back and he featured. He wasn't like he was playing naught minutes. He was either starting pretty much every game or he was sort of coming off the bench. So, again, it'll be interesting to see how these kind of minutes change um next season but I mean, if you look at Saka if you're just looking purely across the season Saka just wins on on everything he scored the most goals he had the most assists mm. um you know he's he was kind of the, the main player if you if you feature that by expected goals as well uh Saka's highest 11.94 uh you know if you're looking at just purely over the season he just absolutely dwarfs um both of them however if you switch it to averages per appearance it's actually a lot closer between Saka and Martinelli Odegaard massively falls falls down um mm. on this he's you know he, he if you if you're comparing these three in averages per appearance across pretty much every metric Odegaard it just isn't the one that you you should be getting you should be looking at but if you look at xg um per per appearance Saka and Martini have got exactly the same 0.3 um you know per game non-penalty 0.3 exactly the same um if you're looking at expected assists Saka's 0.2 Martini's 0.1 not a huge amount in it but then the key one here um, for me, uh, is minutes per XGI. So this is the the amount of time it's taken them to basically theoretically get an attacking return in some description. Uh, Saka's 159.5. Marcelli is 160.9. So there is barely anything in it. When they're both on the pitch, they're actually both expected to get something mm. from the game at the same rate. Now, yeah. you could argue there's different things in that. You know, Marcelli, <laughs> you know, if he's coming on late and he's playing against tired players and all that kind of stuff. But for me, if... Saka and Marcelli are both starting for Arsenal every game for two million difference. I'm picking Marcelli. If, exactly. They're both starting. And I think that's the thing is that Saka, you can start with. If you want to, you can start with Saka. And this is, well, go right back to the beginning of the stream. This is kind of where my thinking was when I saw these prices is I can start game week one with Saka in my team, knowing that if we get two, three game weeks in, and Martinelli has started every single game and is consistently playing, or Smith Rowe is consistently playing every game, it's an easy switch down to them. But if you start the season with Martinelli and 
he doesn't start every game, you're quickly going to be thinking, how do I find 1.5 million? 2 million. How do I find 2 million (laughs) So uh, to get from from him to Saka? Or if you start with Erdegaard, how do I find 1.5 million to get from him to to Saka? And that's a really difficult conversation. So unless you're going to wildcard. So in my mind, the safe thing to do with Arsenal, because you are going to want to invest in Arsenal. The prices are nice. The fixtures are nice. You're going to want to have Arsenal win. So you either wait until game week three, like you say, when we've got past the games against Palace and Leicester, or you invest in the most expensive in Saka, knowing you can change and come down and free up budget that way. Yep. I absolutely agree with everything. The only sort of counter argument to that is... uh, we're looking at players like Haaland, Salah. We're looking at Cancelo, Trent. Well, they're Robertson, all going to be priced at three James. million. Don't worry <laughs> it'll be, about it. It'll be fine. But what, <laughs> what I'm saying is, though, you, we we are going to need to find yes, ways we are. We are. Of, of 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 creating the budget. And uh, yeah. you know, if we if we see preseason, Martin comes in absolutely smashing it. If he's scoring a goal a game in preseason, and Arteta's like, oh my god, he's literally on fire. He could be someone that I think people could could go to. He might have the pens as well. I, I feel, you know, I was, I was a big fan of his last season. I think he could be a factor for us. I think you're completely right. Ideally, you'd want to wait and see. But I think at six million, he's a he's a carrot, right? He, he's a, he's oh, a, he is, he's yeah. A, he's, a, he's a little bit tempting. And I think this, when you look at the stats and they're this close yeah. between him and Saka at two million more, yeah. it, was, it was like a million. It was only a million, you know, 0.5 by the end of, yeah. of last season. So It's difficult though, isn't it? Because I think, you know, it's not like the Arsenal defenders are going to cost you that much. So you you might find that in your team you've got the budget for Saka and if you have then you go in there aren't yeah, you absolutely yeah money no object you're, pick, you're picking Salah 100% but Saka and Salah. <laughs> I mean you're picking Salah as well <laughs> Salah starts right that'd be, that'd be a good sign uh, yep. yeah um, well, I don't know if the Liverpool fans would be that thrilled <laughs> no they probably wouldn't no I bet Arteta would be. Um, I bet he would. <laughs> so just just two of the other players to mention. I mean, Vieira. Uh, we talked a little bit about him. We we he's a he's an unknown. I mean, he's he's six million for example. We, we don't really know what he's gonna what his position is gonna be, how nope. advanced he's gonna play. You know, mm-hmm. he's a great signing. I think cost him a lot of money. Definitely gonna start, but we he's he's definitely waiting to see for me. And you got Enketia mm-hmm. at seven. I think Enketia at seven would have been an absolute lock in in pretty much everyone's team. Um, obviously now Gabriel Jesus is is coming in and we don't know what he's going to be priced at. What do you reckon that's going to be? It's probably going to be about a 9.95 for Jesus, right? It has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. It has I mean, they, to they, be. They, they, they can't push him to 10. I don't think they can make him less than 9. 9, 9. I reckon 9, nine would be a good price for him, I think. I think that would be tempting. It nine, definitely would be tempting. It would nine definitely five, be tempting. 9.5 would be quite a lot, wouldn't it? I don't know if I'd pay 9.5 for him. It means it's, an, it's going to be the Arsenal starting forward. Like this is the other thing that you you kind of yeah. Well, I had I had Lacazette last season. I guarantee. How you, much was Arsenal's... he at the start of last season? He was Lacazette. Was he eight five? Was he? Gosh, that was, feels he, like a long time. Oh, that, well, they're actually eight, having five, said that. Bamiang was still there, wasn't he? So there was all. Mm, it's difficult, isn't it? Um, I don't he know. He wasn't. He wasn't cheap. He wasn't. He wasn't like seven five or eight or something like that. He was. The thing is with Jesus, right? He is a phenomenal player, like a and a really quality goal scorer. Just didn't get enough game time. 
at City to make him a really attractive FPL option. And, and that was always my issue there. Every time I watch Jesus play when he's regularly playing, I'd be oh, like, yes, God. I want you. Really? And then, yeah. And then he wouldn't play again. For like, and I'd be like, oh, it's so frustrating because I feel like if you were playing 90 minutes every week, I would want to be invested in you. Now, okay, in part that's potentially because Manchester City are Manchester City in terms of the quality of the players that he's got around them and the, and the chances being created. But I look at this Arsenal team and think, you know, with players like Saka and Erdegaard and Martinelli around him, there's going to be plenty of good opportunities created for him. So he's going to be worth investing in. Now, I don't think he's going to be I mean, I, I would hope he's not going to be up there with the real premium, premium, like most expensive forwards in the game. But equally, I think he's got to be, you know, if Enketi is seven, it's got to be worth at least two million more. Yeah. It's got There's to a lot, be. A lot of people in the chat. You've got Jack Ambala, you've got Steve Matthews, Stephen Doherty, uh, FPL Harry, all saying 8-5 for, for Jesus. Well, if, like if he's eight five, I'll be delighted. If Jesus like, comes in nice. at eight five, if he comes in at eight five, I think there's a strong argument to have him over Saka. Yes, totally. I, I, really, I really do. I, I, I do. I, 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 I'm not sure about his finishing ability though. You're a lot more confident in it than I am. I think I've read that he had like, <laughs> one of the worst um, conversion rates. In, yeah, in but you're going to be like that when you don't play regularly. Yeah, true. I mean, we saw at the beginning of last season he was playing on the right wing, wasn't he, and, and absolutely on fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. Know. I think it's a funny. It's a funny transfer because Arsenal underperformed their XG. I think more than any other team, or at least right down the bottom of the league last season. Yeah. And then they've signed a striker who constantly underperforms on his XG. <laughs> so it's kind of like the worst match ever. But I, he's, he's obviously he's obviously a great player. He's in the he's in the Brazil squad. He's been playing for City for years. I think I think it's. A, I think whatever way you look at it, it's a it's a good signing for them. Yeah, um, I do. It's so versatile as well. I think the guys in the chat are right. I mean, I think he's eight point five. Uh, that will be a player that I'll just go yes please yeah. because at 8.5 it feels like a real it could be a really nice option if he's if he's 8.5 I think I think he's in I think he's in for I me. don't I, see I, it I can't see him being 8.5 I mean I hope I'm wrong he, I think not, 9 minimum I think so I think he'll be 9 maybe 9.5 nine yeah so do I we'll, we'll go with 9 as a kind of average we'll go in the uh, middle I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he was if he was 9.5 um, let's just quickly touch on the defence then. Uh, so White and Tomiyasu, they're the kind of the big names at, at four or five. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, Tomiyasu's had the injury problems. Yeah. Um, ben White, he's, Ben White is just going to be, he's just one of those 4.5 defenders who's just going to be really safe, right? He's going to be in so many teams. It's perfect, isn't it? Perfect, season. perfect. Great fixtures for Arsenal, it? four or five. Yeah, I think unless, unless there's some 4 million defenders that emerge, I think White's going to be, like fifty percent owned in the, in the, maybe more. even if there is even if there are some four million defenders, I still think White is going to be up there with the 50 percent ownerships because at four point five with nice fixtures for Arsenal, it's a really cheap way into the Arsenal team. You don't mind benching him in the difficult fixtures. He is a solid, reliable defender pick in FPL. Yep, completely agree. Uh, Tommy Asu is a bit more exciting. I mean, obviously, yeah, a, he's a bit a more right exciting. back, a bit more attacking. <laughs> You know, not really. I mean, the Cedric was there. Is he still there? I can't even remember. Is he gone? He came in and, and did all right for a bit. But Tommy Asu's first choice in that. Yeah. I think if, if he has a pre-season um, and we see that he's over the injury thing and you know and back, then I'd probably go for Tommy Asu over White just for a, a little bit of excitement in my life. Because White, White is as boring as it gets, right? He is the most boring player in FPL. He'll play. He'll get you six <laughs> points. You can't 
say he's the most boring well, player. Well, he is. He is. The, I, I would say Ben White is the most boring player in FPL because he will never score you a goal. Oh, man alive. This is getting cropped. This is going to be everywhere. <laughs> when Ben White scores a hat-trick this season, Game week one. you are going to get absolute pelters because everyone's going to just be like, as said, White is the most boring. <laughs> I, was at the, I was at the Emirates uh, last season when Arsenal played Palace mm. and Arsenal got a last-minute equaliser. And everyone was going mad because they thought it was a Ben White assist. And then he just didn't get it. And it was like, yeah, he's he's literally immune from point from attacking returns. It's, it's never going to happen. Uh, so I think Tommy Asu at 4-5, he, he, he is the one to go for. If they're both playing, he's the one to go for. But yeah. White, gives you, White gives you that kind of security. Of Feels course. nice and safe, doesn't he? It's like a nice comfort blanket. He is a comfort blanket. Might... That's exactly mm. how I describe him. <laughs> uh, yep, so it's 11 o'clock. Is, is there any more... Prices. Is it 11 o'clock already? What's it's where's... 11 o'clock. <sighs> what have we been any... talking about? Do you reckon we'll get any more? Today? A lot of people probably think we're like in the know and we know exactly when the game's going to launch and everything. I haven't got a, haven't got a clue. Uh, I mean, we... to be honest, I'm quite happy with this. I just spend my whole day looking at Arsenal players, thanks. Should we do an eight-hour stream like Chris did last season? <laughs> what, just talking about Ben White? Just <laughs> <laughs> talking about Ben White. Yeah. Um, I think we'll call it there. What we'll do is, uh, I imagine they're going to release some more today. I, I don't know, but they've done one now. Maybe they'll do a couple more. Will it be alphabetical? Will it be like, but you pointed out it should have been Bournemouth first if they did alphabetical because they're AFC Bournemouth. So yeah. maybe, maybe we'll get Bournemouth next. Maybe we'll get Villa. Arsenal no longer know. top of the league. That's what our Spurs fans cling to, you see. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> like that. You must be well happy when they when they got promoted. I was um, delighted. I was cheering Bournemouth all the way. <laughs> so, so petty. So petty. <laughs> I, I, it's so childish as well, isn't it? It's so childish. Yep. Uh, cool. So we'll call it there. Uh, thanks everyone for watching. Uh, we'll do another one of these a bit later on if there's been some more prices and, and talk about those. Um, but yeah, we're expecting FPL to launch at some point. It's now July, so it could be any day now. So keep your oh, eye on... July. Yeah, keep your eye on Scout. Have a look at the... Um, make sure you're, you know, um, subscribed to the YouTube channel um, as well. If you're interested in things like transfers, head over to Scout and you can check out all the stuff Neil's doing over there. Articles on teams and promoted teams and players and transfer rumours and all that kind of stuff. Head over to FF Community as well, where Sam and her crew are writing some brilliant articles <laughs> um, over there. Um, but yeah, we'll see you again soon for the next video when we've got some more prices, hopefully. Bye, guys. <laughs>